Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now let's get started. Hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. These podcasts are designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns, and I'm your host for the show. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. I just wanted to stop there <clears throat> excuse me, and make, make a comment. These podcasts that I do are teaching podcasts. I work in an area of anti-bullying. I also work in behavior management. I work in uh, areas where I uh, seek to help teachers improve the classroom climate. And in the podcast description, at least on Anchor, where I is the platform that I use to uh, upload my podcast, you'll find links there that will take you to books. They'll take you to uh, PowerPoint presentations. They'll take you to videos that will help enhance your experience with the podcast. So really what you're getting is a short course in the topic that we're talking about. And I find this to be rather helpful if you happen to be a listener and you uh, and you uh, subscribe to the podcast or if you download the podcast, check the podcast description for a live link that you can use to take you to other resources. They take you to the Bullyproof Classroom. They take you to the Bullyproof Classroom store. Uh, and they take you to many of the online courses that I offer through my website. So don't forget to check the links and understand the purpose of the podcast. The podcast is to be a tool for instruction and to help teachers, help anyone, to help anyone improve confidence, improve self-esteem, deal with unruly students, deal with your Uh, any difficulties you may have in your classroom or in your school, maybe even in life, but they're designed to teach, and I really want to make that point here. We're right in the middle of covering 100 everyday strategies for helping students and teachers become their personal best. We're working right now on teachers. The first 50 strategies are for teachers. The second 50 are for you to help your students become your personal best, what the students can do, 
in this instance here, uh, these first 50 are for you as teachers on how you can become your personal best. And in reality, as you do that, your students will improve as well. So today we're going to be covering, this is the fifth in a 10-part series. Today we're going to be covering uh, strategies 41 to 50. This is the fifth in a 10-part series, how to uh, uh, become your personal best using some everyday strategies. These are not things that you've got to take a course for. There are things, some of these things are even common sense. But definitely listen up. These are some great strategies. I think you'll enjoy the show. Well, let's be a person of integrity. Who are you? Do you talk a good game? Do your problems reveal your true character or are you a person of integrity? Actions truly do speak louder than words, and when people's actions line up with their words, they are uh, demonstrating integrity. A person with integrity will talk about a problem, work to come up with solutions, and then finally put the solution into action. The opposite of this is when someone complains about the problem, blames everybody else, maybe even has ideas for a solution, but then rarely ever shows the initiative to put a plan into action. So if you have any doubts, talk less and listen more. Strategy, if that was strategy 41, strategy 42, be complimentary to your fellow teachers and maybe even administration. You know, it's always nice to receive compliments, but sometimes we need to ask ourselves, how free are we with them? There is plenty to go around. Compliments are easy to give. And when someone else gets one that was given to them by administration, you should be happy. Sometimes people have what I call a scarcity mentality, meaning that if they get a compliment, if someone else gets a compliment and they don't, They feel like there's not enough in that person to give them a compliment as well. Teachers as a group, for some reason, don't have an abundant mentality. They're always thinking that if someone else gets something, there's not enough here for me. A lot of people have this, not only teachers, and I even apologize for saying just teachers. It is, we cannot be stingy with compliments. You know, it's almost as if you think that by complaining about someone else there uh, or by complimenting someone else, they'll be diminishing their own worth as a teacher. Get in the habit of paying a professional compliment to someone each day. This will help improve school climate. We all need to be affirmed and recognized for our efforts. Just think about how good you feel when you get a compliment. And give another teacher the opportunity the experience, to experience the same good feeling. Strategy 43. Dress professionally and conservatively. Well, dress codes have become a thing of the past. That's for sure. And te- you know, and you can wear just about anything you want. You know, and there's probably some 
freedom of speech, freedom of expression in there. Forty years ago, though, it was unheard of for a male teacher not to come to work in a jacket and tie, or for a female teacher not to wear conservative clothing. Today, we're allowed to wear just about anything we want, casual clothes, sometimes jeans, uh, you know, other seasonal items. Understand the closer your dress is to that of your students, the closer you come to leveling the ground in terms of authority in the classroom. So the old adage, dressing for success, does have some merit here. Try to keep your attire at least one step ahead of the kids so that you look the part and don't blend in with the students. Strategy 44. Look right, act right, talk right. Students who like living close to their place of work or even in the town where they uh, teach or teachers who like living close to their place of work or even even in the, uh, the town where they teach need to be aware of their personal appearance how they're and how they're perceived in the community. Now, everybody needs a personal life. But teaching and living in the same area as your students and their parents can have a tendency to expose you a little more than you might like. A trip to a convenience store on a Saturday morning can be an adventure if you choose to go in there looking hungover or like you just got out of bed. You never know who you're going to run into. So you always need to look presentable and act appropriately. Also, you can never be sure who's listening to your conversations or who someone you are talking someone you're talking to may be connected with. Living and teaching in the same community as your students will always put you in the position of running across students, parents, and at times maybe even board members. But in reality, even if you, you know, don't live close to where you teach, you should still be aware of these things. When you're out of the house, get you know, you're always in the public eye, and you need to watch your appearance, your language, and your general behavior. And I'm going to add here, with the use of social media and the Difficulty we have with Facebook posts and Facebook posts being used even to hire people. We need to be aware of how we use Facebook as well and social media, Twitter, you know, Instagram accounts, Pinterest account. We just need to be aware of all of it because we don't know who is watching and anyone could be watching you right from their own computer just by looking at your your Facebook page. So please do be careful. Strategy 45. Learn to be forgiving personally and professionally. Hey, you're not always going to be treated the way you like or the way you want to be. You'll not always be heard and everyone will not always take your ideas as seriously as you do. Comments may be made about you by other teachers that they get back to you or administrators may either write or say negative comments about you and your evaluation you may feel like you've been insulted or even attacked irate parents may call you on the phone or talk to you in person and begin to abuse you emotionally 
by su suggesting that you find another profession. There's only two ways to respond. You can become angry and hold a grudge, or you can practice the dying art of forgiveness. Forgiveness is freeing. By forgiving others will free by forgiving others you're going to free up your mind to focus on the task at hand and you're not going to be obsessing about what was said to you or done to you. Rather, you're going to be able to keep your mind on what your real priorities are. And that's your job that you're paid to do. You're a teacher. You're paid to teach. Keep your mind off of any negative comments that may get said. Hey, look, in a school, any place of business where we have people, you're going to have problems. That's all there is to it. Anywhere there's people, there's problems, and that's something that we truly want to be aware of. So how we get along is important, and that's what the students observe. They observe us in terms of our interaction. And, you know, just like, you know, uh, sons and daughters at home, they wait for mom and dad to start to have some type of squabble or battle. They're rubbing their hands because they're wondering, you know, what if, and especially if it's over something that the kid wants to do or something that the kid wants and there's a discussion about it. Kids will play one parent off the other. They'll also play one teacher off the other you've seen it you know that you hear it all the time hey mrs so-and-so doesn't have us do that or we can leave early or blah you know they're always drawing an unfavorable comparison when they don't get what they want that's students that's kids strategy 46 associate with people who have a good reputation in the school hmm well how do you figure that out well, you just have to watch some people, and you got to figure out how big their mouth might be. This is good advice for all, but, you know, really true of non-tenured, young, and very impressionable teachers. Most people don't go around looking for trouble, but trouble always seems to find them. If you're new to a school, be careful not to get taken under the wing of someone who has a negative or destructive influence in the school. Find the teachers that are going to help you the most and not the teachers who are always talking negatively about the school, other teachers, administration, and students. Sometimes administration will judge you based upon your associations. They really can't do anything, okay, but put up with the tenured troublemaker. But if you don't have tenure, they'll get rid of you. So stay positive and do what you can uh, do what you can to be part of the solution in the school not part of the problem and watch who your associations are with. That's the key. And I know a lot of tenured teachers with big mouths who are always looking for recruits that they can use and trying to almost sway them or influence them to think the way they think about the school, the community, the other teachers, students, and even administration. Strategy 47. Be thankful and grateful for your profession. 
teaching is one of the only professions where people receive raises based upon how long they've held a position rather than on their performance. Hey, don't get me wrong. Teachers can have their increment withheld based upon performance. But if tenured teachers have the right attitude and accept constructive suggestion from their supervisors, they'll get their raids. The job security you enjoy as a tenured teacher is almost unparalleled in any other profession. Now, with the economy being what it is, you need to be grateful for the opportunity just to work. You know, and you're almost in a recession-proof job. Plus, I think our jobs are becoming indispensable. Number one, there's a tremendous amount of attrition right now. People are retiring just based upon the difficulty of the job. And health insurance, in New Jersey at least, is the teachers have to absorb a large part of their own health insurance so they could easily get a raise and then get an increment, but health insurance will end up eating up a large part of their raise. So I understand this, but nonetheless, and I think we are ultimately going to become a, a profession where people are going to need us because people are going to leave the profession and people aren't going to go into it. So that makes it even in, in, an even greater opportunity for those to realize just how important we are. And we are lucky to be in a profession where students and their parents need us. We are much needed. You know, so we just have to be grateful for the job. And I'm hoping that the tide changes in terms of this health insurance issue. And I do hope more teachers go into the profession because the profession needs good teachers. And it's, you know, and we have a lot of young people now who won't even go near the field because of what they hear from other teachers. And some of the young teachers in the field will hear negative things about the profession. And the the stuff can become so loud that what they do is they can even drive a young teacher out of the profession. So understand, we are in a pretty good position. I mean, the money may not be what we want right now, but I think things are going to improve. Strategy 48. Speak highly of your profession and be proud to be a teacher. I had a friend many years ago who was a doctor, and I'd only been teaching for about three years and was wondering if teaching was what I really wanted to do. I spoke to him about my unhappiness with my job, and he told and, and told him I was thinking about doing something else. He said to me, and I quote, Friend, teaching is a noble profession, and if I hadn't become a doctor, I would have become a teacher. Now here's a guy who was a doctor telling me that he would have liked to have become a teacher himself. He actually spoke more highly of my profession than than I was even speaking of it. Well, after 40 years in the profession, I've come to the conclusion that he's absolutely right. Teaching is a noble profession, and as educators, we need to speak highly of our profession 
just as highly of our profession as we can. If we don't, nobody else will. And we should be proud that we're teachers. 40, strategy 49. From time to time, evaluate your performance and determine if you're experiencing burnout. Hey, stress can be a killer. It can produce physical and emotional problems. Often teachers don't even know if they're experiencing burnout, but just getting up each morning and getting ready for work can be a chore. Now, depending on the type of school you work in, that can determine the level of stress that you experience. If schools put a premium on test scores and put tremendous pressure on, on its teachers to raise them, the stress can, be, can permeate the entire building. And if you got a school where you got a lot of behavior problems and it's chaotic, and, you got, and maybe it's even violent, the fear can be almost unbearable. So evaluate your performance professionally and personally. This should be done frequently to determine your mental state of being. Now in the back of the book, if you happen to purchase it, okay, in the appendix, what you're going to find are ways to help deal with stress. This is why it's important to download the book. If you have the book, you can get into the appendix. We don't have time to cover all of it in, in, one, in our podcast, but we, I'm making you aware that you can get more information on this, on how to deal with stress. That's why this is a valuable tool to have. Strategy 50 and our last one for this episode. Keep a life notebook. Hey, you all have successes and failures. By keeping a life notebook, you can keep track of what works and what doesn't. This can be used week to week or year to year. There's really nothing new under the sun, so what you experience today, you might have an answer for tomorrow. It not only will prove to be a great document for you to use, but it can serve as a resource for other teachers. As, and it almost becomes your legacy and a book that you can write to your children or just leave in the school where other younger teachers can get the, the and basically as Yogi Berra once said, they can learn your experience. You know, and this is the type of thing where your son or your daughter, your nephew, your grandchildren, just by reading some of your notes may make a decision to go into teaching what I call a very noble profession. That was tips, everyday strategies. And we went tips 41 to 50. This is now Tuesday morning and we're going to be, there's going to be a podcast coming out today, which is going to be four. Uh, That will be the fourth in a series of 10. This podcast will probably air tomorrow. I want uh, to thank everyone for listening. You've been uh, in uh, the podcast Anti-Bullying 101. I encourage you. My name is Jim Burns. I encourage you to go to my website, bullyproofclassroom.com. Take a look at the products that are there. Unbelievable. You can use them in your school. You can use them in your, um, even some of them with your own kids if you have them. We have over 70 products in the store. Take a look at the courses that are offered. 
you're going to need professional development at some point, and this is a great way to get it. You can do it right online. And again, the articles and this podcast is up there. Uh, everything that you need, everything that you need in order to become really, really well-versed in how to deal with this bullying epidemic, but not only that, to deal with behavior management, to deal with difficulties that you may have in other areas. It's all right there for you. So do yourself that favor. Visit the website. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Okay, I look forward to speaking with everyone in the next one. My name is Jim Burns. This has been Anti-Bullying 101.